0: Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. So I finally finished watching Inventing Anna on Netflix, which is just so fascinating to me. And it's also my inspiration for today's episode where I'm talking about money and identity. Just a plug for the show, by the way, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. I wasn't that familiar with her story before the show came out, but Since then, I've been reading all about her. I've been watching her interviews and watching her videos because I'm so fascinated by what she's done. Um, Anna Delvey, or Anna Sorokin, moved from her working class hometown in Russia when she was a kid to a more prosperous area in Germany. She since moved from there to Paris and then to New York. But she wanted this glamorous, classy life. That she saw in the magazines and she was determined to shed her whole past identity by essentially absorbing herself in this high society and living a very elite lifestyle, even going as far as securing funding for an, a very exclusive club slash foundation for the extremely elite. All of this regardless of the fact that she didn't actually have the money to do any of it. And so I've been thinking a lot about the concept of identity, our identities, right? Like how they're formed and how money comes into play and how we view ourselves and how we want to be viewed by others. So after going down another little Google rabbit hole here, I, I determined that there's a number of factors that influence our identity, right? Like our personality traits, our skills and abilities, the things that we like and we don't like, our beliefs, um, where we come from, our religion, the things that we're motivated and inspired by. All of these things contribute to our extremely unique self-image or identity. And I think there's two main components to how our identities are formulated. There's the internal, the self, and then there's the external or culture, right? The self-identity is all the internal, the beliefs that, we've ha- that, that have been passed down to us from our families, the stories that we tell ourselves, what we learn from our parents, what we learn from our siblings or our teachers at school. It's what other people tell us about ourselves that we take on and we believe. For me... I was always told that Megan talks too much. Like every single report card when I was a kid, I got, you know, happened to mention that I was a chatterbox or I was, you know, potentially distracting the other kids in class because I like to chit-chat. And this is something that I've carried into my adult life, which has, you know, maybe had the detrimental effect of me not wanting to speak up at certain times. And, you know, see here what's happening, you know, how my identity has kind of kept me trapped in a certain mindset or a certain belief that I have about myself. I'm going to get into this more in a few minutes, but I just wanted to bring it up here as I'm thinking through it. But the internal identity also includes how we think about money. I think for all of us, we already have stories and beliefs around money when we become old enough to enter the real world right, that shape how we think about it. And these come from the physical, the socioeconomics of how we grew up, and what we were taught. So insert your money story here, right? Maybe it's the belief that money doesn't grow on trees. Maybe it's that money is the root of all evil. Or if I work hard, I'll make more money. There's tons of these, but the common theme here is that they all have no actual basis in reality, and they're likely not even our original thinking. I think it's really important to dissect these stories, these beliefs a little more to see how much of us how much of the subconscious is affecting the the conscious, right and how we actually think about ourselves. The other aspect of our identity, I think how our identity is formed is through culture, right? That's the external I was mentioning. Once we venture away from our kind of core family unit, we start to identify with our friends and our coworkers and the world around us. We tell ourselves that I'm the kind of person that dresses in these clothes, drives this kind of car, lives in this community. Um, and culture also tells us that who we are has a lot to do with our accomplishments and therefore our money and status. When we're introducing ourselves, it's 100% focused on what we do, right? So which you know gives others the impression of how successful you are. And again, success. I've talked about success in a separate episode before. I think it's um, episode 42 that... Success is defined in our culture as popularity and status, right? So taking that example, for me, if I introduce myself to somebody, I'm Megan. I'm a financial planner. I'm a mom of two young boys. I live in a suburb of Boston. From all of that, you can do a quick Google search and easily infer how much money I make. But does it tell you anything at all? About my personality and who I actually am. Like what I'm passionate about, what I like to do for fun, what inspires me, how I treat others, right? And of course not. And I feel I feel like our culture idolizes money. We love the Kardashians, right? We're fascinated by the glamorous lives of celebrities, which is exactly what Anna Delvey wanted, right? I think... Identities can be tricky. Sometimes we hold on to our identities because they give us meaning. They can mistakenly convince us that we need to be a certain person or act a certain way because this is who we are. But we need to be careful about letting our identity continue to confine us, right, into a particular mindset. Our identities are not fixed. They're actually constantly changing because our lives change. And that's incredibly empowering. My oldest son is turning six this weekend. In the last six years, I've identified at different points as a new mom, a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, a breadwinner. All things that on the surface seem to contradict each other. But that just shows the beauty of how life changes. If we focus our energy on protecting a certain identity... And therefore trying to manage the impression others have of us, we shield ourselves from growing into the person that we might become next. Protecting our identity can come in many forms, right? It's like it looks like control. It looks like avoiding conflict. It looks like, you know, maybe not standing up for ourselves or letting somebody else come first. And I think that is also Anna Delvey. That's she she wanted to have so much control over how others saw her and how she put the impression that she put out into the world because she wanted to fit in with the New York socialites. It's important to realize that our identity shifts throughout our lives, right? We identify with different beliefs and different people who share those beliefs at different points, depending on where where we're at, right? I think deep down that that's because everybody's just trying to fit in. We only have one life, right? None of us have done this before. Every stage, every day really, is a different challenge to tackle. So we look for meaning through identity when we're going through experiences that are new to us. Because it gives us a way to process the natural stress that comes with that experience. Of course, it's going, to give us, it's going to be uncomfortable. We've never done this before. We've never been through this before. Identity can give us a sense of purpose, right? It can strengthen our character. It can give us a sense of confidence. But we can't get caught up in the black and white thinking around it. We have to be really careful not to let others determine who we are for us right? Because we write our own stories, not our families, not our friends, not culture around us, not the external circumstances. So with that, I want to leave you guys with two questions to ask yourself when you think about who you are. The first is, why do I believe what I believe? This will help us to be able to stop confusing beliefs with truth, right? And will help us to break potentially unhealthy patterns that we've been carrying our whole lives into the future. And the other question that I love and I think is so important to ask ourselves every day, right, is what do, who not what do, who do I want to be next? We always think about what do I want to do next, right? And I just stumbled on my words there because it just came so naturally to me. But I encourage you to think about actually who you want to be next. There's less pressure, right, to continue to accomplish here when we think about it that way. And the focus is instead on having a sense of the person that we're growing into. What kind of person do we want to be? Because I think we're all growing and developing no matter who we are. And stopping to, again, take a deep breath, give yourself that 10,000 foot high level, get out of the weeds, view on things, right? And, and giving yourself the ability to, to think about this question and answer this question for yourself allows us to kind of set some intention and nurturing behind where, who, where we are now, what we identify with, and where we're going and, and where, who we may identify with in the future, Okay. All right, you guys, (laughs) that's what I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you liked it, please feel free to share it with a friend. It would be amazing. um, Also, if you could write me a review on Apple Podcasts, because that's how I can reach more people. Thanks so much, you guys. I'll talk to you next time.